You are listening to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast, Episode 91, Bears, Dogs, and Following the Spirit. Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Sanchez. I have five kids, and I love sports and the piano, and I'm also a certified life coach and divorce coach. Here I talk about living your best life, whether you're divorced, married, or single. It doesn't matter. Achievement is nothing without fulfillment. So let's go. Hey, yo. What's up, everybody? (laughs) How are you doing today? I'm so happy to be with you today. You know, I just got done with some training from the Association of Partners of sex addicts trauma specialists and it was really amazing it was really really cool to be trained on how to help the partners and through their trauma and how real that is and i learned so much that i kept thinking oh this podcast i could talk about this or this or how it affects the brain and or what to do with the children and this situation. There's like so many topics, but I am kind of coattailing on my last podcast about simplicity. And I just was inspired to share this. And I hope you guys love it. I just went back to something that we have as members of the church. We have something special and actually everyone has it. Everyone has the spirit. Okay, everybody has that light of Christ. And as members of the church, we believe that if we, you know, through the laying on of hands, have received this gift of the Holy Ghost, that is truly this gift, a special extra comforter that we have as a companion throughout our lives. And I just thought, I want to talk about the Spirit. I want to talk about the Holy Ghost. Part of the reason I do a podcast is for my posterity. And there's some stories that I want y'all to hear, and especially my posterity to hear. So we're going to check on a little bit of family history today. You'll get to know a little bit about my grandpa, my great-grandpa, Romney. So he's my dad's grandpa, born out in the, well, he wasn't born in the colonies, but they lived in the colonies and he was a cattle rancher, and he has some amazing stories, and I have to tell the bear story, and I have to tell this dog story. But as I was thinking about the spirit and how much I love to talk about it, how much I love to teach about it, you know why? Because I seriously feel like it's the most important. And it's a simple thing that we all have as a director in our life, and we just sometimes forget. So let's grab something warm, snuggle up, or maybe you're on the treadmill, run, run to it or fold some laundry and come for some story time and some spiritual upliftment about the spirit. But I always think of Ezra Taft Benson when he said, if there's one message I've repeated to my brethren of the 12, it is that it's the spirit that counts. It is the spirit that matters. I do not know how often I have said this, but I never tire of saying it. It is the spirit that matters most. Hmm. And there was an interview with the president, President Van Buren and Joseph Smith, and he kept kind of grilling him, asking him, what sets your church apart? What makes you guys different? 
And he says, well, our mode of baptism is by immersion. And we also believe that we get the gift of the Holy Ghost through the laying on of hands. And like I explained before, we believe that this is extra, that this is the most precious gift that we can get on earth and that it is the companionship of the Holy Ghost. And we know that the Godhead, you know, are one, that they are in the Father, Christ is in the Father, the Father is in Christ, the Holy Spirit, and in them are one, but that we can have that too, that we can be one with the, the Holy Spirit. And what a blessing that is. And so that was what he said sets us apart. And I think sometimes we forget how great this gift is. Well, I want to go back in time to, let's see, when was this? Oh, gosh, early 1900s? Um, I don't know, 1920s? <laughs> but my great-grandfather, Miles Archibald, he was the first son of Miles Park Romney. And if you are a Romney, uh, we're probably related <laughs> because it all kind of goes back to that Miles Park Romney. And his first son, Miles Archibald, is who I'm talking about here. And he had a, a ranch. He was a rancher, so he had this cattle. And he got up, he had kind of a tree, it was kind of a high platform where he, he could see everything. And he was watching these baby cattle because he was noticing that they were um, missing and uh, one by one, he, he started to miss these cattle and, or they were wounded or something was happening. So he decided to go up there and, the, and before it got dark and he was watching and he saw a huge grizzly bear out there. And so he got his gun and shot it, but it didn't do the bear in. It only wounded it. So he felt like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to go after this bear. And so he went trailing after this thing and it I mean what do you think a bear is like when it's shot and wounded it's probably going to be quite angry so he was following the blood trail through all this brush and evening started to get really dusky and it was getting darker and darker and he came to a point in the trail of blood where the blood just stopped and he's thinking oh my gosh where is this bear well, I've got to stay out here. I've got to stay out here and, and finish this bear off. Um, but he felt the spirit say, stop, go back, go back home now. And it was a real huge voice of warning. It was just huge impression, almost like, like a voice. And he's like, no, I've got to take care of this bear. And it came back. And I think it came back, you know, the story goes three times before he finally decided, okay, I've got to listen to the spirit, turn around and go home. So in the morning, he felt comfortable to get out and go back looking for this bear. So he went back to the very spot that he was at, where the blood trail ended. And he looked up by this brush that was really high, right by where he was standing. And on the other side was this pool of blood. And then a little further away was the bear's body. Now the pool of blood indicated that the bear was just sitting there waiting for him. He was hovered right there. If he would have taken a couple of steps where he could not see, he is convinced that he would have, you know, been attacked by that bear. And so what a huge blessing the Holy Ghost can be as a voice of warning 
And a really cool bear story for you guys. Now you're part of the Romney family, always, that you can <laughs> know what the bear story is because my dad would tell that to us all the time. And yeah, it's just something that connects, connects us. We all love the bear story. So now I have to tell the dog story. And this is a really cool, cool story too. So same guy, this is Miles Romney. He had to go take some cattle to market in Casas Grandes. And I forgot to mention he was in Colonial Juarez. There was some Mormon colonies just south of the, the border, kind of down by El Paso and, and south. And on the way, he came across an old yellow dog with really sore feet. So he felt like he needed to put him up on his horse and, and take him with him into town. So he sold the cattle, he collected the money, did some shopping and headed home kind of late. Then he noticed a guy that seemed to be following him. And partway home, he set up camp, he ate and he went to sleep. I guess that's what they did <laughs> back in those days. You're just gonna sleep along the trail. And in the middle of the night, that dog began to bark and bark. So he woke up with a stranger standing over him with a knife. He pulled his pistol out and he told the guy to run for his life and never come back. Then the interesting part of that story is the next morning, the dog was nowhere to be found. Isn't that cool? He felt the spirit tell him, pick up that dog, that injured dog. Let's help the dog out, <laughs> at least pick him up. And then that very dog was the voice of warning he needed in that situation. And then that dog <laughs> was nowhere to be found. So I'm grateful that my grandpa listened to the spirit. I think it prolonged his days, that's for sure. And it also gave us some awesome family history stories where we have that connection to how important the Holy Ghost is. So what do we know about the Holy Ghost? Okay, so I'm going to take you back to the primary days of, you know, they, they always give the Holy Ghost talk. Uh, lots of people will pull out the warm blanket and say it's a comforter. And we know that by many, many scriptures. Its role is to comfort. And I know in times of trouble that I can really use a true comforter. Also in those baptismal talks, they pull out flashlights. You know, what is the Holy Ghost? It's a flashlight. Well, I sure want to see my way in the dark. I want to know what I'm supposed to do. Right? And then another, other times they will put traffic light, lights up like the stoplight and the green light so that we can know when we're supposed to stop, you know, that, that voice of warning. And we know when we want to go, 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 or when we need to go, go, go. There's so many roles of the Holy Ghost. It's so cool. One of my favorite scriptures is in 2 Nephi 32, verse 2. You know, angels speak by the power of the Holy Ghost, wherefore they speak the words of Christ. Wherefore I said unto you, feast upon the words of Christ, for the words of Christ will tell you all things what ye should do. And what are the words of Christ except the Spirit telling us all things what we should do? So that's why I kind of wanted to talk about this today, is we're always looking sometimes for other avenues, other strategies. What should I do? 
What should I say? Where should I go? What next? I feel stuck. I feel this. When we have the greatest gift of this director, this comforter, this path paver, we have access to it. But I really do think that to have access, we have to have some congruency and stabilization between our mind and our heart. We know in Doctrine and Covenants section 8, verse 2, it says that I will tell you in your mind and in your heart. And this is in reference to the Spirit. And that's why the balance is crucial. Right here is why I think therapy and coaching is so important. Because in times of crisis, we get off kilter, don't we? And then in times of trauma, you know, let's go, let's go even above the crisis. Even worse, in those times of trauma, our regulation system, our self-regulation, it does not work. There's brain scans showing what the brain looks like, a healthy brain, um, before trauma, and then what the brain looks like after trauma. It is astonishing, and it's real. But there is real healing too. You know, it's interesting. So the brain isn't functioning properly. The physiology is all off. You know, when you feel like your emotions are so heavy and just they're taking over that you can't even decipher what your mind is saying. You know, when we're overstimulated by emotions, we're like emotional creatures that sometimes think right? So that's why I feel like getting that balance and getting to a healthy place is crucial because you have to know what your head is saying clearly. You have to know what your heart is saying clearly. And so that's why I think these tools can be used for our benefit to decipher what the Holy Ghost is even telling us. And then sometimes people are too logical or analytical. They're too much in their head and they need to connect with the heart to make those decisions in balance to truly listen to the Holy Ghost. So let's let the Holy Spirit guide. You know the hymn, let the Holy Spirit guide. Let him teach us what is true. Man, I really thought about this word let. How do you let something guide you? What does that mean? For me, I have to submit to it. I have to be a little bit quiet. How do you let him teach us what is true? How do you let someone teach you? Well, for me, I have to stop talking. (laughs) I have to truly listen. I have to humble myself. I have to become teachable. I think let is a really good word here allow. Allow him in there. In Doctrine and Covenants section 42 verse 14, it says, the spirit shall be given unto you by the prayer of faith. That's it, you guys. All you have to do to access the spirit is to pray for it. If you feel like you've lost it, I know a lot of people are like, oh, you know, maybe I've done some things or I've just lost my faith. I've lost trust. Do you know you can start there with a prayer? And just hope? Gosh, 
I love it. And you know what? Letting the Holy Spirit guide is actually fun. I remember a couple of examples of letting on my mission. I decided I was going to do whatever the Spirit told me to do as crazy as it was. And I did some crazy things. But just a short example. I was walking around. I went on my mission on Temple Square. And sometimes I would get annoyed at all the members of the church. Isn't that terrible? But I will tell you, there were many, many, many um, non-members of the church to teach. But I also learned that the members of the church needed us too. And one day I was walking along and there was a man and he walked by me and I judged him and thought, oh, that's a member. I don't need to talk to him. But the spirit said, ah, you should have talked to him. Why don't you run after him? Now, we're not supposed to run. But I decided, oh, spirit told me. So I ran like frantically back to him. And I just pulled my Book of Mormon open and I said, I'm supposed to talk to you. And this is the verse I'm going to read. And I seriously just opened my Book of Mormon and it said in Alma 26, verse 27, Now when our hearts were depressed and we were about to turn back, behold, the Lord comforted us and said, Go amongst thy brother and the Lamanites and bear with patience thine afflictions, and I will give you success. And the guy just broke down crying, broke down crying and said, thank you. That was it, you guys. That was it. But obviously that experience really stuck with me. And I thought, man, that was kind of fun to run after him and, and get such a reaction from him. He really needed it. And then, I mean, I've had so many other experiences and I want to be better at letting the Holy Spirit guide. One, one experience is just becoming a life coach. And uh, I started going to the Robbins Madonna's training, the life coach school through Tony Robbins. And it was so amazing to me. <laughs> it was like this life changer. I was so invigorated and I just did it. And, and then at the end, I decided I need to do the, a podcast. Well, the spirit told me, you need to do a podcast. And I said to the spirit, I don't know how to do a podcast. I don't know how to do technology at all. But it was like unrelenting. And so I said, well, I guess I'm going to have to do it. And then it became something I couldn't sleep. I felt like I was on meth or something, you guys. Like I wanted to figure out how to do a podcast so badly. I got so excited. I couldn't sleep. And I was just so happy. <laughs> and so it was just really cool to see the spirit direct me and teach me how to do it. On, on my own. And here we are. And I'm truly hoping that this will help you today. And I know it has helped many, many people. And I love hearing from you guys. I also know that people will say, I don't trust the spirit, or I thought I was following the spirit. I felt the spirit tell me to get married to this person. And look what's happened. I'm now divorced. And I remember thinking that same thing. How can I trust the Spirit? Well, I actually think that maybe the Spirit did tell you. And that we can't change people's agency. And that all the things that you went through were things that you needed to learn. And they were invaluable. We do not know the meaning of all things, as Nephi says. And in Isaiah, 
God's thoughts. His thoughts are not our thoughts. His ways are not our ways. We have no idea. But the spirit is real and it takes practice. And now you probably know a lot more. (laughs) You have all this knowledge now. But I don't want you to second guess what happened before. Because here you are today. And as the scripture says, all you got to do just takes a prayer of faith to have the spirit back. So get in alignment. Get your heart and your mind to align. If you need healing, seek healing by professionals. And then seek healing by the healer, the master, Jesus Christ. He will heal you. And remember the gift that you have. That it has so many roles. And you can have fun while you let the Spirit guide you in your life. Take you where you need to go. And have those experiences that are so unique to you and awesome. And tell me about it. Tell me how you decide to let the Holy Spirit guide you. Tell me the funny stories. The people you call. I want to hear what you do. Maybe you need a vocation change, career change. Maybe you need to move. Maybe you need to not date someone. Maybe you need to date someone. Maybe you need to not date at all. (laughs) Maybe you need to work on you. Maybe... I mean, there's so many things, and we're so blessed to have that director in our lives. So that's all I want to say. Use it. Use your gift. And have fun with that. That's it, folks. (laughs) I sure hope if this was beneficial that you could share it with somebody and make it what you want, truly. Have a great day. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. If you enjoyed the podcast, please write a review, subscribe, share. And if you'd like to do some personal coaching with me, hop on over to my website, coachemilysanchez.com.